Hello and welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators, home to NARC Troopers. If you like today's episode, tune in to narctroopers.com where you're going to find a whole bunch of stuff that hopefully is going to really help you on your understanding of narcissistic cycles of abuse and on recovery following relationships with people who are um, afflicted with such a thing. Um, I want to announce we're having another free webinar coming up uh, pre-Valentine's Day. It's going to be the first Sunday of February. I believe that's the 5th, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I will be posting the link soon on these podcasts. Just show up and meet me and say hi and let me know how you're doing. Um, doesn't cost anything. I just want to provide this opportunity for you to ask me questions, to give you some tips on how to navigate through Valentine's Day, um, and to uh, just actually get to have a little face-to-face. So mark your calendars, Sunday, February 5th, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Today we're going to talk about the death of intimacy and the new age of narcissism and psychopathy. Um, this is one of the articles I wrote for Medium that um, got just a whole lot of um, uh, read time and published in a couple of places um, because I think it really is something that even if you're not a victim of narcissistic abuse, even if you're not in recovery, this is a topic that affects everybody. And so uh, please share this and let's spread the word about what this is because, you know, there's way too much ignorance about narcissistic personality disorder and cluster B stuff. And uh, I am on a mission to eradicate that completely so that everybody knows and it's just as common as other things that used to not be so common like ADHD or um you know, um, stuff like that. It's just common. Everybody knows the word now, you know, autism spectrum, uh, stuff like that. I want to be that person to really push this out there so that everybody knows what cluster B disorders are and they understand those hallmark qualities that uh, you can look for in a person that could be dangerous. So we're going to talk about this in a different um, context one that's really um, applies to the world at large right now. You know, I think this is the era of narcopaths. You're a narcissistic psychopath or a narcissistic sociopath. You know, they're going to transform the world as we know it because there's so many of them right now and so many of them have so much power, right? Think about it. Remember that Guns N' Roses song, Welcome to the Jungle, we got fun and games, we got everything you want, honey, we know the names, we are the people that can find whatever you may need, if you got the money, honey, we got your disease. And then he says, Welcome to the Jungle, and all of that, <laughs> I'm going to sing this, um, watch it bring you to your knees, 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 when you're high, you never want to come down, yeah. I want to watch you bleed. Welcome to the jungle. It gets worse here every day. 
You learn to live like an animal in the jungle where we play. If you've got a hunger for what you see, you'll take it eventually. You can have everything, anything you want, but you better not take it from me. You know where you are. You're in the jungle, baby, and you're going to die. Remember that song? If you don't know that song, you need to listen to it. It's um, Guns N' Roses. Axl Rose was the front man in that band. Not a delightful person, if you know what I mean. I'm pretty sure there might be something wrong with him. I, I've read stories, you know, about him kicking his live-in girlfriend down the stairs a couple of times and things like that. It doesn't sound very, very nice, right? So <clears throat> let's, let's dig in. Um, if you're over 35 or 40 years of age, you probably have a distant memory of the way things used to be before the world around us went crazy and lost its soul. I suppose it doesn't matter who is to blame, but it happened and it's done. Maybe the parents and gatekeepers fell asleep on their watch or got so lost in the Me First movement or all of that that um, they forgot to instill ethics or empathy in their offspring. Uh, maybe technology plucked the compassion and connection right out of our chests. Who needs relationships or people for that matter when technology provides everything that we could ever hope for? And maybe we, as a species, have evolved, or devolved rather, to adapt to the new world of toxins, disease, pathogens, and poisons to the point of losing our religion. <laughs> Another music reference. Remember R.E.M. and that little dance thing he did on the video, Losing My Religion? So maybe we're there. Maybe we, we are losing our religion and maybe losing our minds too. Look around you. Things are kind of nutty right now, right? Maybe collective trauma. That's a thing, collective trauma. Things like pandemics, war, climate crisis, and all of that. Maybe generational epigenetic hereditary cellular adaptations have hijacked our better selves and left us morally bankrupt. Maybe unfettered malignant capitalism has squeezed the grace and mercy and kindness out of our conspicuously consuming and greedy bodies until we are hollowed out to make room for more status stamping quests and for more and more and more and more, which leads to less and less and less. I guess it doesn't matter what is to blame. It's happened. It's done. And here we are. In this new era, people are unable to attach or bond to others. Intimacy is dead. Um, and the time of disposable commodities is rampant. Human beings, relationships, friends, families, and lovers are all temporary and replaceable and exchangeable and disposable. 
Nothing is built to last. All the parts of our lives have become a rent to never own. That's where we're going, folks. Rent to never own. And we're not just talking about your appliances or your sofa or your TV. We're talking about people. It's a lifestyle. Um, you know, marriage and family are now outdated constructs that have been replaced with polyamory, ethical non-monogamy, incel communities, which is the sort of involuntary celibate community, or open couplings, uh, open marriages and throuples. Throuples is like a threesome, not a couple, but a throuple. Did you know that there is such a thing? Oh my gosh. Um, that's the world we live in. Those of us who are a little bit older, you know, we remember intimacy. The joy of knowing someone completely and organically and most importantly, forever. We saw people commit to one-on-one -on -one like just one person and to one thing and just stick with that one thing for the rest of their lives, writing it out the hard times and leaning in to create a permanent legacy. They didn't change jobs, constantly trying to reinvent their lives to be their best selves and to get rid of anything that doesn't serve them. You know, they stuck with one job for 30 plus years and, and reaped the benefits of longevity in the same company. They stuck with one partner for 30 plus years and enjoyed the rich and rewarded, rewarding benefits of building a life together, standing by one another no matter what, and reinventing themselves within the relationship, leaning in to the turns and not being lured by the lie that newer is better and the grass is greener anywhere else. They knew where home was and they found it somehow every single day. People under 35 or so, somewhere thereabouts, have never seen this and they don't believe it ever existed. But I promise you, it did. And it was glorious, a testament to lasting unions and forever love that never faded over a lifetime together. Intimacy cannot be achieved with someone you only couple with for a few brief weeks, months, or years before trading up and moving on to the next pseudo pairing and quasi coupling. You never really get close. You never really commit. You may enter every orifice in their body and experience a kind of unfiltered freedom to explore, but intimacy, real intimacy, is impossible. It is merely a transactional experience, a mutually beneficial arrangement, friends with benefits at best. Our modern day 21st century rewards narcissism and values psychopathy as a great skill to have so that you can dominate, exploit, manipulate, and control all the competition and adversaries and climb to the top and be the best. People line up 
to praise them for their charisma and charm as well as their callousness and cold-heartedness. A ruthless person in power is considered a winner, while a kind and compassionate person is considered weak. What is wrong with people? How did we come to this? Today's people experience immediate and short-term gratification in lieu of anything substantive, and they call it happiness, but it's not. They experience the rush of new conquests and the thrill of fresh bodies to explore, and they call that love, but it's not. Traits such as empathy, remorse, moral virtue, mercy, and grace have little currency in a world that is dog-eat-dog, -dog, fight to survive, during an era of scarcity, of lack. And that scarcity or dearth of resources and opportunities will most certainly increase over the coming tumultuous years that we have in front of us, thus forcing the majority of, of people to become even more ruthless and savage. These are the characteristics in most demand as systems, all systems from politics to economy to education to healthcare to the church, they're all ravaged and privatized for profit and pillaged for the benefit of a special few not for the greater good for the whole. As systems collapse and a new order comes into power, it is important to see what that new force is going to be. It will be regions, perhaps, of like just totally overrun with uh, systems that disregard people just in general. And it, there will be legions of narcissists, sociopaths, and psychopaths in charge of all of this. They will be exalted and lifted to positions of power to lead us out of the quagmire of failed policies and failed institutions. That's what happens. Look at history. Always look to history. You know, you're going to see what is happening here, a repetition of, you know, what happens after you print a bunch of money for too long? What has happened in the past when they did that? You know, the answer's there. What's coming? It's there in the past because, you know, that's like a causal kind of thing, cause and effect, a causal thing, and you can't change that. It's one of those immutable things that's always that way. You know, and, and these people that are, are mentally ill are, you know, neurodivergent in a bad way. Not all neurodivergents are um, destructive and dangerous and all of that. Some, you know, are neurodivergent because they're, they have something else going on and they're totally awesome people or whatever. So you can't equate uh, or conflate those things like and say that they're related because they're not um, but you're gonna have these people who are not okay that are toxic and destructive and ruthless they're gonna be the ones running the show and the important thing to remember is that they will never have the best interest of the masses at heart 
they're going to be working for a very select, very small group of people to benefit those people, not the masses, not all of us, all the peasants, <laughs> all the serfs and the plebeians and all of, you know, the, the worker bees. They're not, they don't care about us. Um, you know, the important thing to remember is, is that they're going to always act in their own best interest and that something else far more dystopian and dark will compel them to act out of, out these insidious deeds that they're going to do. You know, it's therefore imperative that we, the faceless masses, learn what they are and what they intend to do with us. Don't you think? Yeah, I think we need to know. And, you know, you can't be distracted or stick your head in the sand and look away. It's time to wake up and look and learn and know what they are and what their intentions are for us. You know, when you are weary of hearing about narcissists and psychopaths, just remember, they're taken over. They already believe they are superior to mere neurotypicals like us, and they already have been handed the keys to the kingdom. They're already assuming positions of power worldwide. And younger generations are, are their unwitting acolytes acolytes as, as they follow and they worship and they emulate these consciousless and consciousless predators, right? Some of us remember, we have a memory. We recall a time when these uh, predatory Svengalis did not abundantly roam the earth as the beautiful depraved beast that they are. And some of them aren't beautiful, let me just say. Um, you know, everybody had a weird uncle who was sort of eccentric and creepy and or maybe like a creepy neighbor that might have a pair of binoculars or something. And You know, but it wasn't like this. This is a whole new level. We have, uh, this is uncharted territory, folks. People knew what was right and what was wrong in the past. From time to time, they chose unwisely, but they knew. They were taught to have a moral compass and to do unto others with the golden rule and all that. There was virtue and sin and an earnest attempt of parents to raise children who were good citizens and compassionate stewards of their community. Nobody is home now. Younger generations cannot reflect on or long for something they never witnessed or experienced. They don't even, even know such things as intimacy, commitment, longevity, and forever love. They don't even know those things exist because uh, it doesn't live or flourish in their world, and maybe they've never seen it. You know, they come from homes where it's one single parent in that home. So, um, those lessons are not being taught by anyone in a time when all this wokeness uh, has gobbled up everything except its specific agenda. And anyone who tries to speak up and cry foul is immediately presumed guilty and canceled 
in this culture. They are canceled without due process or anything resembling justice. All the while, we preach social justice and restorative justice. We speak of equity, but it is only for a select few. The rest must be silent and step in line. So how are these new people who have the mic and who are very vocal with that mic, how are they any different from the people that subjugated them and marginalized them and objectified them throughout history? Because they now are doing the same thing to anyone who has wants to uh, disagree with them or be different or not get on board with them and, and sign on, then, then they are cast out in, in a very similar way as what happened to them. Do you see that? It's almost kind of like a, a cycle of abuse, like they were abused and now they're abusing everybody else. Um, yeah, I said it. It's like, let's just think about that for a second. You know that kind of stuff is cyclical. How did they learn to, to um, demand so much and to push so hard and to just totally annihilate anything in their way or anybody in their way? They have learned how to silence those people, they're the detractors, the people who don't want to support their agenda. They have learned how to um, maneuver that situation to, to, to remove them from the equation altogether. You know, um, so <laughs> all this time, the malignant narcissistic psychopaths are making power grabs and um, you know, lifting their derisive laughter to the heavens as if to mock God and anyone else who dares to raise a voice in opposition. They know they've got the upper hand because if you say anything, they call you a racist or a sexist or misogynist or, or um, you know, a hater or, or just any, if you disagree, then you're immediately vilified. So, um, you know, the, the floodgates are open. The world is, um, is rapidly becoming unrecognizable, isn't it? The, the, the cluster B sort of neurodivergence, they have arrived and they've taken over and this is their moment. And so really you have to adapt and get on board or perish, adapt or perish. The only other option is to raise awareness and educate the masses about what is happening and why it is happening. You know, I think the odds are against those of us who hope to stem the narcopath tide, you know, but it seems to me like we really should try because if you look at how things are going, uh, we've lost something that is so fundamentally important to our humanity, you know, fidelity, loyalty, um, staying the course, uh, longevity, valuing humans uh, authentically for whoever they are, even if they don't agree with you, even if they're different from you, you don't force them to agree with you. You just accept it and say, okay, well, you know, whatever floats your boat. 
So we agree to disagree, and then you leave it alone. You leave it alone and let them think what they want to think and let them do what they want to do. You know, these are unsafe times, and there are things that are happening that are not good. And people that we have handed the power to should not have it. And decisions that are being made that are going to haunt us for a while. And this comes at a critical time where we're at, we are past the tipping point that Malcolm Gladwell wrote about years ago. What was that, 20 years ago? 25 years ago, he wrote the tipping point where he said there will be a point of no return. And when we pass it, there's no saving anything. It's too late. I, I think we're there with climate change, with maybe World War III, maybe with, um, you know, just so many things. And how can we hope that there's going to be solutions for everyone to have a quality, any kind of quality of life when the people running things are so ruthless and heartless and mentally unwell? And they are only making decisions to help the, a select few. And then the rest of us are just left to uh, try to survive in some very inhospitable um, landscapes and environments that they're putting us in. So um, knowledge is power. Understanding this is important. And I hope you take some time to think about this, to think about who is leading us and whether we want to follow or not. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.